topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasaman. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. We have one more. What if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant? Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solutions Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Well, Grand Rising, everybody, and welcome to Susan Essentials Self-Cell Care. And we have a very exciting show today. Um, This is one of my very favorite topics on the planet. It's called Crucial Conversations. I've been studying it since 2011 when I went to grad school. And um, it's about how to have a conversation when the stakes are high. Now, isn't that prevalent today? (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) So when I originally wrote or uh, read the book, wrote the book, God willing, I had written that book, there's 4 million copies sold. (laughs) But when I originally read this book, which I read two times a year, uh, either hard copy or audible, you know, like that. And um, I did a post on Facebook and I said, every person on the planet needs to read this book right when they come out of the womb. (laughs) Just say, 
that's how important this conversation is. That's how important this show is. So get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, get your smoothie, whatever it is that turns you on this morning, turn that on because we're in for a ride. So let me bring on my two guests, my amazing husband, Andrew Calhoun. Love you. And my amazing executive producer, Naima Latif. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, what I'm going to do so that we all have a basis for this book is I've pulled up a video, okay? So I'm going to have the video play, which means we're going to come out. uh, Well, maybe I can do it this way. Yeah. So I'll do picture and a layout. So we'll be really small, but I, everyone gets to watch. It's like, um, it's a short video. It's uh, six minutes and it may not seem like it's short, but for this book it is. And so it's going to give you context about what we're going to be talking about for the entire show. Fair enough? Sounds good. All right. So let me share the screen. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'll just make sure how we are on here. And I'm gonna try that. Okay, a little better. So, and rock. Crucial conversations. Tools for talking when stakes are high will help you prepare and be at your best for those conversations that matter most. Conversations that can impact the quality of your life. The authors define a crucial conversation as a discussion between two or more people where one, stakes are high, two, opinions vary, and three, emotions run strong. To begin with, a crucial conversation starts with dialogue. The authors say that dialogue is the free flow of meaning between two people, and those that are skilled at dialogue get all the relevant information from themselves and others out into the open. When the information, thoughts and feelings, from two or more parties is combined, it creates what they call a pool of shared meaning, creating synergy. At the heart of a person who is skilled at dialogue is someone who embodies the principle of work on me first. They start with heart, beginning risky conversations with the right motives, knowing what they want, focused, sticking to their goals, and not making either-or choices. They always return to dialogue, like a meditator returning to the breath, by continually checking in with themselves with these questions. What do I really want for myself? What do I really want for others? What do I really want for the relationship? Then, how would I behave if I really wanted these results? People gifted at dialogue keep a constant vigil on safety. Two symptoms that someone does not feel safe are silence and violence. Silence can be defined as purposefully withholding information from the pool of meaning. Masking, avoiding, and withdrawing are silence-related behaviors. Violence can be defined as any verbal strategy that attempts to convince, control, or compel others to your point of view. It violates safety by trying to force meaning into the pool. Controlling, labeling, and attacking are violence-related behaviors. The key 
is not to get caught up in the content of a conversation. And instead, when you notice these signs, make it safe again by reestablishing mutual purpose and mutual respect. When mutual purpose is at risk, you can end up in debate with symptoms such as defensiveness or accusations. If the other person knows we really care about their interests, this helps get you back to purpose. Mutual respect is needed to ensure dialogue continues. When people feel disrespected, they become highly charged and angry. A tool for returning to mutual respect is using a contrasting statement such as, I don't want to offend you, but I do want an improved relationship with you, to ensure what we say didn't hurt more than it should. As you move through the book, the authors say that people come to conversations with what the authors call a path to action. This path has four parts. See slash hear, tell story, feel, and act. After we observe what others do, and before we feel some emotion about it, we tell ourselves a story. In our own heads, we can carry around stories that are based on faulty interpretations. If our interpretation is not rooted in reality, it is easy to retreat into silence or violence. If we take control of our stories, they won't control us. To change the stories you tell yourself, even in the middle of a heated conversation, retrace your path, going backward. Here is how. Act. Notice behavior. Am I in a form of silence or violence? Feel. Get in touch. What emotions are encouraging this action? Tell story. Analyze. What story is creating this emotion? And see slash hear. Get facts. What specific evidence do I have to support this story? The best way to find out the true story is not to act out the worst story you can generate. There is a formula in the book called state, as in state your path, that will help you get down to the root of what is really going on. We go through it now. Share your facts. If you want to persuade others, don't start with your stories. Start with the facts. Take the time to think through about what your facts actually are. Tell your story. It's the facts plus the conclusion of your story that call for a face-to-face -face discussion. Do your homework so you can share your conclusions with confidence. Ask for others' paths. Encourage others to share their facts, stories, and feelings. Then listen to what they have to say. Talk tentatively. Use language that says you are sharing an opinion, not a nervous wreck. Tell your story as a story rather than disguising it as a fact. Soften it to add meaning to the pool, not force it on people. Encourage testing. Invite others to talk in a way that lets them know you are okay with what they have to say, even if it's controversial. Invite people with both words and tone that say, I really want to hear from you. This has been our review of the book, Crucial Conversations. The power of effective communication during crucial interactions cannot be overlooked. Mastering this skill can make a big difference in so many areas of work and life. Thanks for watching, and leave us a comment below to let us know what you think. All right. So I'm going to give that a thumbs up, right? <laughs> I'm going to copy this. So.
Um, if you're listening, you can go, let me stop the share. If you're listening, you uh, can see the link to this video on YouTube or on Facebook in the thread of Susan Essential Self Cell Care. So, well, what do y'all think? <laughs> it all makes sense. The thing that, that keeps people maybe at a state of impasse is people focusing on winning the argument mm -hmm. and being right as opposed to resolving a conflict so that every body involved feels like they were heard and their feelings and opinions were respected. Usually, as you say, when the stakes are high, you know, if you can't solve this, then it's going to descend in something worse, such as, you know, physical conflict or, or the ending of a relationship or whatever the case may be. Both people have to care enough that they don't want that other option to surface. They don't want it to descend into something physical uh, they don't want it to be the, the the breakup of a relationship or a or an association they have to both not want the alternative to resolution of the conflict Amen. right Naeem, i agree with you and one of the things that um that's so important for these crucial conversations is establishing common goal or what they talk about in the book as a pool of shared meaning uh, which means you know, ideas, feelings, thoughts, opinions that are shared by both people to try to get to a, a common understanding because uh, it is sometimes easy to get really emotional about it. We'll talk about that uh, later on uh, about uh, not going to silence or violence. You, but you can anything talk about it now if you want. want. I mean, you, there's, no, there's no rules. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but anything, uh, you, want, you need to be honest and you need to have transparency. Sometimes it's hard, but otherwise um, you, you're going to shrink that pool of, of shared meaning and, um, and not be able to get where you want to be. Because dialogue takes time, but as we all know, the alternative takes longer if you don't have good dialogue uh, and you don't tackle those, uh, those issues up front. Yeah, I, I can think of several situations that <laughs> the world is focusing on when, when people couldn't come to an agreement they couldn't talk it out they couldn't work it out you know you look at the 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 war in the ukraine and and how everybody's feeling tense because when nations can't get along it's not just like two people that that disagree a lot of people's lives are affected and, and you wish that you could just get two people who disagree you know the leadership or whatever or or whoever has interest in this situation if they could just choose to resolve it so that other people aren't adversely affected you know there's a level of responsibility that comes with with leadership on that level mm -hmm. where when you can't simply have a conversation and and be honest about whatever your fears are whatever your concerns are whatever uh, feeling of of disrespect or disregard happen if you can't talk about it openly and each person listen then the alternative is something that affects so many other lives so it's crucial that you have people be able to talk about it and then so, of course you get the conversation that that everybody who watched the oscars is looking at uh, oh you know, yeah <laughs> someone said something 
that was supposed to be a joke, but you know. Why did he punch him? Well, why, this why is what happened. Will Smith who punched Chris Rock, right? <laughs> Chris Rock made a made what was supposed to be a joke about Will Smith's wife's shaved head because she shaved her head because she's got alopecia, which is a you know autoimmune disease that makes your hair fall out. So she's talked about it publicly how difficult it was, but how she felt empowered by being able to wear this as a style, you know, her bald head. For sure. But of course, she's still sensitive about it. So Chris Rock makes a joke, said, ah, yeah, Jane, I can't wait to see the next movie, G.I. Jane 2. Because you remember G.I. Jane when Demi Moore shaved her head and all that. So it, it was a reference to that. It was supposed to have been a joke. Uh, Will Smith laughed, and he looked over at, at Jada, his wife, and she was like, oh, no. And, and you know, you can see the hurt on her face. So that motivated him to go then and slap Chris Rock for making the mark. Well, okay. Maybe you can do that at a backyard barbecue, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, you can't even do that at a backyard barbecue without consequences. Yeah, there's still consequences. Whenever you hit somebody, there are consequences. But usually, it's whatever your your out of control behavior is. Your family and friends and people who love you, at least they can maybe help to resolve the the problem, and maybe you can then make amends. But when the world is watching and you express emotions in an act of violence, how do you fix that? Because you've, you've been, you know, you've okay, this man may have embarrassed your wife or made her feel bad, but now you've embarrassed him. And, you know, and then all the other people who were there at the awards well, you know, everybody who won an award, it was like their thing was eclipsed by this this shocking act. So you don't even get the joy of having won because everybody's kind of focused on, wait a minute, we just saw a fight. So right. you have other people being influenced by your not having a conversation, but instead committing an act of violence. And you're stealing yeah. people's joy. Yeah, you steal people's joy. It's supposed to be a funny event. We're supposed to be laughing, you know. So that that was a hard thing. But again, it's it's people knowing that it's better to have a conversation, even when there's pain involved, because if you don't, you affect other people. And if we're going to create a world where everybody's living in peace, then we have to choose to talk, even when we're hurt, even when we're angry, even when we feel threatened or insulted or whatever the case may be. But the answer of the 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 option of not talking is you know, what what did you say, Andrew? The silence or violence, and, and right. neither of those are desirable. Hmm. So it's interesting. So you you brought up a really good point when you, I mean, you brought up lots of good points. But the first good point that you brought up was about the intention of the conversation being right or finding common ground. Right. Right. And so if you find yourself in a position where you're so triggered that you just have to be right, you know, what's the purpose? Yeah. And also sometimes you, you think you're right. The other person thinks they're right. Yeah. You know, the, the common phrase is there's this, his side of the story. 
her side of the story, and then there's what really happened. I mean, it's the truth. Yeah, it's right. Really, yeah. Really, yeah. And so, you I mean, we all, I, I know, I can speak personally, that I, I try hard to not try to be a winner in a conversation, even if I think, um, like, I know I'm right. I know she's not right. But, like, is it worth going down that path? If, it, if it's a it's a monumental decision, you darn well better make sure that people both agree. But if it's something that's not really, it's inconsequential, don't spend your time. Don't ruin that relationship. Don't tarnish that relationship by getting into a discussion just so you can prove your point. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's the thing. People can get so stuck on being right that they ruin a relationship. Well, it doesn't matter if you're right after that because the whole point is for you to have the relationship, not to be right. And we've all known people where they will argue and insult and do everything just to be right. But after they've won the argument or, or the fight or whatever, you don't want to be bothered with them anymore because they've insulted you. They've made you feel bad. And it's like, okay, yeah, you proved your point. They're right. You, you win. I'll agree Bye-bye. with you. You're correct, but I don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that happens. And then relationships end. Then what have you won? Yeah. And that's just the things. And I want to take this on. I want to talk about this relative to Facebook. Mm. I call Facebook toxic soup. Oh, right. Yeah. It's just toxic. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of my feed doesn't have that anymore because I've, you know, really connected with people who are trying, you know, like-minded. We're trying to lift others up, trying to rise up. But really, it's toxic soup. People are sitting there arguing a point as if a post on Facebook's going to shift their mind. Yeah. Like, really, it's not That's happening. Right. You just end up arguing. <laughs> so what energy are you bringing into your universe? Yeah. Yeah, I just I just got through uh, sending a, a text a while ago to a friend of mine. Uh, this quote I saw by Denzel Washington. You'll never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. You'll always be criticized by someone doing less. Remember that. Wow. People get so upset. Well, this person said this about me. Why are you caring? You know, they're probably criticizing you because they're jealous. Usually that's what it is. So ignore it. But like you say, Facebook, toxic soup. The things people say, the insults back and forth. And it's so cowardly because it's a way to not talk to a person face to face. It's called Facebook, but really you're not facing people. And that's why there's a conflict because you can use words and attack people. And in some cases remain anonymous or at least untouchable because you, they don't see you. They can't talk to you. They just feel the effects of your words being made public. So it's a way it's well, it's a kind of a way of bullying somebody or insulting someone where they can't fight back. They just take the ends. So, and there've been a lot of physical confrontations that have happened as a result that uh, started on Facebook, and then, you know, they end up being something physical because people are angry after they've been insulted publicly. It's kind of a way of publicly humiliating people. Well, and that's a that's a form of violence too, right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. I've, I've is seen foolish. people accused of of you know, improprieties or, or, uh, you know, criminal behavior or just all kinds of things that would shame them to be, to have people think about this. Someone puts that out there and thousands and thousands of people are seeing it 
and you can't defend yourself because the thought has been put out in the universe in a public platform. And it's a very cowardly way, really, of attacking someone as opposed to speaking face to face privately. So, yeah, definitely Facebook has become toxic soup. And it wasn't designed for that. It was designed as a, you know, nice little social way where people could could communicate. Yeah. But, oops. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's become. So it's like whatever, whatever's in a person's heart, that's what's going to manifest. So you can be given something that was meant to be a tool for good. But if the wrong intention is in your heart, you're going to use it for bad. And that's what we see happening with social media. It's, being, cool. it's being used to express the mean spirit that's inside of people. When we get uh, our friend Figla on the, on the line, she usually start, it says start with heart. Mm -hmm. And it really is about changing our behavior and, ch and changing heart. Um, yeah. Because we need to, as much as we want to fix other people, we, of course, need to work on ourselves first yeah. and examine the role that, that any problem that we encounter. You know, um, look at a change of motive, right? Name yeah. is, uh, find ourselves uh, forgetting that original goal. If we want, want to be honest, we want to make a positive change. And one of the things that's key in this book, Crystal Conversations, is what do you really want? What's the end goal you really want? Is the end goal to distance that that person? Because if you keep pushing, even if talk about something that uh, that that's, that makes sense, let's say holistic nutrition or, or or not taking pharmaceuticals, whatever it is you want to say that you really believe is important, you're pushing on someone else who doesn't believe that. And you keep pushing it. Is it worth it to push your opinion on that person, and for that person to say, "I don't care how much history we have together, we're done," because I don't want—I don't want to bring that. That's not what I want to talk about. That's not the area. That's not what I want. So you have to discuss with yourself: What do I really want out of this discussion? Do I really want? Do I want to push my opinion on this person? They don't want it and ruin the relationship, or just say we can agree to disagree on this. Let's talk about something else. Right. But, right. And actually, we have a caller. So I'm going to bring on the caller. And um, the number is 312671. Um, one second. If you could give us your name and where you're calling from. Hello. Brandon. We are in Yashalom. Yes. Good uh, morning. We are in Yashalom. Yeah, we're talking about crucial come. conversations, Minister Plump. Uh, <laughs> yes. So the issue okay. is. Speaking Minister to each other Robert when Clark, there uh, is a Chicago, Illinois. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. So Naima is letting you know yeah, what the well, topic is, which is crucial conversations and how to have a conversation yes. when the stakes well, are I'm high. I'm on the topic. I'm about the topic because everybody needs to know all over the world. I mean, we about stop the violence. Why we stealing and killing, looting and 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 shooting and and hijacking and, and uh, just doing things, you know, uh, where people uh, feel that uh, it's not right, you know? That's the whole subject uh, that, uh, you know, the Harold Washington Foundation. Can you hear me? I can yeah, hear so, you. So, Minister, how do you suggest with those people who are in conflict doing these things that you just mentioned, how do you suggest getting them to talk to each other as opposed to committing act of, acts of violence. Right, right. Well, you know, first of all, 
uh, everything uh, in the present now and everybody, whether they like it or not, it's going to be God's will. And God don't will for us to uh, do violence. We have to seriously focus on uh, uh, plump. Because Mayor Hale Lee Washington said we must plump the whole community. Plumping up Chicago, America, and the world means stop the violence, the robbing, stealing, and the killing, the looting, and the hijacking, and all of those things that's wrong. You know, we we you know, it's something that you said that was very important, uh, Sister Naima, and thank God for the female solution, because you know we love it, uh, is that uh, a person think that they're right. See, so it's, you know, it's not all the time. What the most important thing is to be a part of the solution. And that's what I'm talking about. The, thank God for the female solution. So we we let, let people know that the Harold Washington Foundation against anybody. We're against the war. We're against anything that create or uh, anybody that create uh, damage to another uh, individual or organization or business or corporation or nation. Now we got we got April fifteenth coming up. That's your birthday, Sister Naima, and thank God that you was born on the same day as the Honorable yeah. Mayor Harold Lee Washington. We yes, gonna be at the uh, Harold Washington uh, Park District from 51st in High Park to 53rd in High Park on April 15th in uh, 2022. So we're celebrating that. I always remind you that our listeners are from many different states and some of them not even in America. So if, if you mention something, right. you, you need well, to let it. Well, you know, we, people know it's in Chicago because our, our other yes, uh, hosts are in that in Chicago. So, you know, that's, that's one thing. Yes, I understand. We're inviting people all over Chicago, America, and the world. Why are we inviting them? Because of the struggle, the movement, and the coalition continues of nobody but Harold. The Honorable Mayor Harold Washington, he did say we must plump the whole community because I have the right attitude. The right attitude is God's will only. And we're going to continue to uh, have brothers and sisters, men, women, and children. You know, they fight so in wait, the family. Minister, we I have to well, stop the fighting in the Pause for a moment, in please. In the family hold, hold, community. Okay. Well, before on. we go to a break, uh, yeah. Jody's got something yeah. that she One, we have to go for a break. But number two, I, 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 I want to, I'm, um, we're going to find a pool of meaning. So, because <laughs> here's the thing. You keep on saying, if God doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. Not true. There's free will on earth. Yeah. And so if God didn't want the Holocaust to happen, why did that happen? And if he didn't want this war with Ukraine or, or like all the, why wouldn't he just have like Nirvana on, on earth, right? Like peace on earth, which is what I'm shooting for. But, you know, I, I, um, I strongly disagree that uh, if God doesn't will it to happen, that it's not going to happen. Well, you know, it's still going it's still the results is going to be guys. We are only see in my name, Plump, we are peace, love, unity, marketing people. And we're, we're going to be marketing this 
all over America and the world. And then, too, God's people. See, we're talking about righteous people. Uh, the word of God say, none but the pure and the heart and the righteous is going to see God. We are not with the unrighteous people. Unrighteous people create violence. And you know that's what they do. It's wrong. Yeah, wrong hurts everybody in, in, in the world. A right helps everybody. So the Harold Washington Foundation dot net is where you go to to get the latest and the greatest information about Team Twenty Three. Uh, Naima, no, I've always said that she is uh, uh, Team Twenty Three uh, associate. That means you're a superstar too. In reality, well, we're going to go to a break, but we, I, I think when we come back, we'll probably need to examine the thought that you just put forth. Yes,我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，我们来，
Start buying, sharing, and earning today at quickclick.com. Okay, one more. So that, for those of you that are listening on the radio versus, um, you know, so audio versus video, uh, what you just saw or were, you didn't see actually was um, the explanation for how the electromagnetic frequencies are impacting our red, uh, our blood cells and they're clumping together when we're on a cell phone or, or at a computer and how the, um, the minerals that they put into this um, this pendant by Altera actually neutralize the effect of the EMF so that your blood cells can freely move about your body, which we're supposed to do. And um, I have the um, the uh, whole house neutralizer. I also we you know Andrew and I both have the neutralizers. Yep, and on the phone as Andrew's showing, and we also have it. Um, it plugs into the house, it plugs into the car. Um, but this one's a game changer. <laughs> Cause, and the chain doesn't come with it. They just sell you the pendant, but I'm just going to show you at my chest. So I have it sit. I, I got a chain that sits right like in the middle of my chest. Okay. And the re reason for that for me was as an empath, I'm so energy sensitive and to have it at my chest 
right over my heart was just uh, a game changer. Now you can just hold it in your hand like they have it, or you can, um, um, you know, put it in your pocket, right? You don't even have to buy a chain. That's just Jeremy, me. That, that ad was a crucial conversation without the words. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, those who listen, we'll have to probably either read the, the script on the screen so that those who are listening can uh, get the impact of what's being uh, explained. We're so much affected by what we don't see and electromagnetic frequencies are things we don't see, just like we don't see people's vibrations. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's even another thing when it comes to crucial conversations, which is why texting when there is a, uh, a difficult message. situation <laughs> yeah. is not a good idea because you can't feel the emotion from a text message. And, and often you can misinterpret a meaning because you're reading words and you're interpreting them from what you feel. And it might not be what they feel. I mean, how many times have, have people gotten to an argument because somebody sent a text and and a lot of people don't know when, when you when you use capital letters on a text message, that means you're screaming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I had a friend, he didn't know, you know, he was, you know, sending a text message to another friend and, and he, you know, his, his phone was stuck on cap, you know, cap locks, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, and so the person receiving the message felt like he was being hollered at. And he's like, why are you screaming at me? He said, what are you talking about? Send the text message. We're not even talking. No, but don't you know when you, you send a capital letter, that means you're screaming? Well, no, I didn't know. Well, I mean, so, <clears throat> that's <you> etiquette, <laughs> right? And a lot of people don't know etiquette. They have these devices in their hands. They hide behind their devices when they have an argument, right? Yeah. Uh, they, uh, yeah. So, uh, and we're all guilty of it. Right, at some point in right. Time. And but, sometimes people do it on purpose because it's too painful to talk. So you're right. They're hiding behind a device because either they're too angry or they're too hurt or whatever it is, or maybe they don't have the courage to say what they want to say face to face. So they send a text message and, and that can be uh, a, a, a barrier to communication because you need to be able to, as we've said, openly and honestly share your feelings. And it is about feeling, you know, the mm -hmm. unseen, your feelings. That's really what communication is, is sharing feelings. Well, so, right. it, so it, and, and, and someone said to me just the other day, well, I don't have to tell you how I feel. I just don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Right. And I'm like, uh, but you made a commitment to this thing. And they go, well, I don't have to tell you my feelings. I'm like, well, then I don't have to have you do X. Mm -hmm. When when you're, you say, start from one of the things we hear, heard on big and crucial conversations is uh, state your path, right? And uh, say, start with the facts. Something I get in trouble too with Jody sometimes where I'll, I'll she says, I just want to know, uh, come, come at the beginning, tell me what we're trying, what we're talking about um, for psychological safety. Uh, start with the facts. And don't don't go with the story. It talks about the, in in, the, in that video that she played at the beginning. Don't start with story, right? Um, there's a, there's plenty of time for interpretation or your version of it. Uh, but what are the facts? Uh, and then we can have a intelligent discussion uh, based upon that. Not uh, not with some. You can't believe what happened here. He was all excited, and she did this. Huh? Like Joey says, what happened? Tell me what the facts are. What is the thing? So I can help you with this. 
Yeah. So I, I thought I'd bring this up because this will help us stay on path. And there's a, um, there's, let me just make the screen larger. Okay. So there we go. And I guess sometimes what happens is that people can't agree on what the facts are, like what actually happened, because you still are seeing it from your point of view. So sometimes we can't even agree on what were the facts, what was the thing that happened, because you still in, intend to infuse your emotions or your beliefs about a thing. And uh, something Minister Plum said about the righteous people. Well, you know, whenever there's a, a, a conflict, particularly like between two religious groups, where everybody believes they're the one that's righteous, they're the one that's right, they're the one who God is standing with. And so how, how often do we get that kind of conflict? You know, well, no, like God, no, God said that. Wait a minute. How do you know what God said? I, you, you can't present that as a fact. Well, <laughs> you know, which is why I was addressing the minister. I'm like, you can't tell me that there's not free will. And the only things that happen here on earth are what God wants. I call, mm-mm-mm. You know, there's a, <laughs> because there's some pretty bad that's things that happened to me in my lifetime. And I know that's not what God wanted, but it was my lesson. Right. We're and here to learn lessons. And yeah. that's, and the way you learn lessons is to have experiences. So when something is unpleasant, then the lesson is to do the thing that would not create the unpleasantness. <laughs> that's the lesson. And, and, but how, how often do we get stuck at, well, I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to prove I'm right. And we go back doing the same wrong thing, just like the warfare situation. Mm -hmm. There's no winner in war. I don't, I don't care how many people each side kills. There's no winner in war. No, there's so, no winner. Lots of losers. Why, why do we keep doing it anyway? It's like, well, they won't do what I want. Okay. Well, well okay. Can, can I focus on that for a moment? They, they won't do what I want. Hmm. Well, be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if they don't, then what? If, yeah, they, I mean, if they, like you say, free will, if they choose to do something that you don't want, what happens if you just accept it? How is that hurting you? That's the question. So let, let me just make a distinction. If someone's paying you to do a job, you have to do what they want. There's a fair right. exchange. You made an agreement. There's a fair trade. Right. So that's where you have to do what they want. Now, after 5 p.m. when you're off work, you know, whatever mm -hmm. in this example now you're in a relationship you're with your husband or wife right and or partner mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. they don't do what you want because you've been controlled all day by this boss who you didn't really want to do what they wanted and now you feel like i need to exert my control over somebody else i'm going to start with my partner yeah no mm -hmm. Right. And right? that's where conflicts happen. People well, still want to control you. And it's like, no, I, I want to do what I want. I don't want to do what you want. And, and yes. And okay. I come home. I Andrew, I'm going to use you as an example. I'm going to make it up. Okay? okay. So I come home. I've been controlled by my boss all day long. I come home and I'm going to tell Andrew exactly what to do. Right. Yeah. No. So now you so, can feel like you're in control. Okay, so now I I'm I'm in control. control. So I'm going to come and control somebody else after having been controlled. And right. a lot of times that's what that's what the situation because is. Because we're shifting energy all day mm -hmm. long. So this goes into why it's so important to know how to clear your own energy after you've been like at a party at work or the grocery store. Because energy 
doesn't die, right? It goes from place to place. And so if you are also behaving, if you're self-aware and you notice that you're behaving in a way that's not even normal, you have to ask yourself, is it my energy? Did I get that person in the grocery store? Did I get their energy? So clear yourself, center yourself. When I say clear, center yourself, ground yourself, you know, be present with God and then start your conversations. But if you're heated and energized, over-energized, hyper-energized, then, you know, ground, make sure you're centered, think about what's most important in that conversation, and then ask questions to seek to understand first before being understood and if i'm doing that with andrew and andrew's doing that with me we're both seeking first understand then we're not trying to be right we're trying to find compromise and at least understanding we may not compromise by the way we may just said let's agree to disagree and move on yeah. Well, you know, when Another I think about how our energy affects people, it's like that commercial that you just ran where electromagnetic frequencies are affecting our our blood cells. The energy that you put out are, is affecting the people around you. It's causing a distortion in them when you put out negative energy. Just like you say, you go to the, the grocery store and they, the cashier is rude to you. And they create an irritation in you. Now they've changed your energy. So then now you take that home and you're rude to your family inside the household. Where did that come from? That came from that person that you interacted with at the grocery store. And unless you release that, let that go, you just pass it on. And so then everybody becomes distorted because of negative energy that someone puts forth. So now as you, as you talk about the device that diffuses that, it's the same thing when you put out positive energy. You can go into a place where there has been negative energy just with a smile and cheerful words. You can then diffuse the effects of that negative energy of people who are angry and rude and upsetting people. So we have the power to heal people by choosing to put forth positive energy, just like that device reverses the, the negative effects of electromagnetic frequencies so some people I uh, talk with and Jody about energy about how energy walks in the room and thank you for sharing that name that was really well said if um people say I don't know what you mean about uh taking other people's energy or releasing energy people do uh, you know when when you hear someone say just calm down you want to get that's a way of getting getting meditate calm down take a deep breath take several deep mm -hmm. breaths that's a way of getting rid of some of that negative energy yeah. but if you think about this this way um, and most people kind of, if you, if you self-reflect, you say, you ever walk in a room and all of a sudden things just don't feel right? Yeah. You think it's you, but it's not. It's, it's the energy you walked into. Or sometimes um, you're sitting there and you're waiting for someone to come over and and you feel not good. And, and then someone walks in the room and you're like, well, that, my friend bought this guy with him and I didn't like that guy. I didn't know who's coming. You felt that energy coming through the door before you even saw the guy. Mm -hmm. You can feel that. People, if you become a little self-aware and you think of the next time you walk in, I tell you, there's, there's times I walked into rooms. I thought I must just be off. It wasn't me. I walked into the energy. It was all, all up in the air and in the furniture could be, or somebody else who's standing there. 
And there's the nice thing of what Jody was talking about. You can release that. You you can protect yourself from it. People should take active steps. She teaches that. I've taken her her self protection course and releasing energy. I use it all the time. Yeah, because like you mentioned, furniture furniture actually holds energy. You can go into someone's house where they've had an argument, and you feel the energy, and the furniture is holding the energy of their argument. Forget and the so furniture. The flipping walls are darling. Yeah, the walls, the air. <laughs> I mean. So you can't see it. You know, energy is something you can't see, but you can feel because we're all energy beings. So we're always affected by the energy being put forth and words carry energy. The intention behind the words carry energy. So if you if you are in a, a location where people are angry at each other or don't like each other, you feel that. And it, 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 it affects you physically. So... so yeah, I mean, absolutely. And Mary has a really good question. Mary Luther, thank you for watching. We're grateful that you're here on the show. Um, she says a couple questions, and we also have a caller. So we, we, things are happening. So yeah. Mary says, define winner, define need, define perception. I love Mary, by the way. She's like <laughs> spot on on so many things. Great, great. Just, and then she says, the individual free choice is choosing where you stand, right? That's mm -hmm. free will. In my opinion, this world will let you choose and mold to your life choices for a short period. So I'm, you know, Mary, if you want to call in, um, let me actually, forgive me, I'm not running the banner with the number to call in. So if you want to call into the show, it's 515-605-9325 and press one to speak. Love to have a dialogue with you about this. Um, who wants a defined winner? I don't think there is one, quite frankly. I think, that, yeah, I think winner is, in my opinion, and I'll let you, you know, when you guys go next, the winner is, is when you both can find common ground. Yeah, that does. And in relationships, there is there can only be all sides winning. That's only when you win, when everyone is is uh, when everyone receives what, what they want or everyone, everyone is appeased. I don't think you can have a winner in an argument or a conversation. You can have one person who dominates the other, uh, but that doesn't necessarily make them right. It's not like you're know, running a race where the person who has the fastest time and gets to the, the tape at the end is the winner. You, you, you know, a conversation is not like that, even though we've all known people who are very aggressive when they speak. They will over talk you and they will talk louder than you and they will not listen to you. And so they will consider themselves as having won in the conversation. Well, that just meant that they disregarded your opinion and chose to. Uh, declare themselves as, as right and you as wrong. Uh, so I think when there really is a winner in a conversation, it's when you have successfully come to a point of common ground where you can agree. And that's what negotiations have to be all about. You win when you when you can discover the common ground and you can choose to cooperate so that each side gets what they desire. Even if you have to compromise something, 
but the goal is harmony. There's only one way to win, and that is to restore the harmony. If the harmony is not there, then you both lost. Right. And then, then her next question is define the need um, and define perception. Well, perception is the eye of the beholder. It's whatever they're... Right. they're and, and the perception is typically based upon your programming from your childhood. Yes. So we'll say that. Define need. I don't know if I can do that. And can either one of you guys define need? It's what the other person's perception is that they have a desire for. I don't know. So maybe yeah. Mary, I'd and love a, it if you would call and in. And a need and a want are two different things because you can, I mean, you need food, you need water, you need air. Uh, and a toilet. You need shelter from the elements. You know, <laughs> and anything other than that is something you would like to have, you would want to have. Yeah, but it's not a, even respect is not a need. You know, you would prefer people treat you kindly, but they may not. So then what? You know, but it if it, if it's not depriving you of air, water, and food and shelter, then you know it's not a need. Wow, look at that. Mary says, um, uh, she says, uh, and she needs me to put the number in the chat. The num I'll put the number in the chat, Mary. Um. So she says, furniture and walls, like piano strings, holds subtle resonance, but needs a motive or a carrier to put forth. God, I love mm. her. Mm. So what, what does that mean? Does that mean that uh, we're activating what's already being, say, stored in the furniture and walls? Well, it's kind of like you, um, let, let's take nature for a moment, right? Um, you, you have air, but you don't have wind all the time, unless you have like the movement, the of, movement air. of air, right? You don't have wind unless you have the movement of air. So you need something to push. Mm. Oh, almost like the lobster video. Remember the lobster video? We don't grow unless we're so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I'll run that. So, um, actually, why don't I run that real quick? Uh, yeah. A second, and then we're about to go to a break anyway, so I guess it's about that time. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't I? Um, do Do you want to run a commercial? Uh, uh do you want to run your commercial for tomorrow? Because your show is tomorrow. Would you run yeah. on Blog Talk your commercial and then? I'll get the video for um for the lobster. For the lobster. Yes, yeah. I think that's that's a, a significant thing. You don't really grow unless you are uncomfortable because that's the incentive to change something. So uh there's something when, we'll tell you. here. There we go. So I got it up, um, but let's go to commercial first. Yeah. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show, as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. 
call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash The Female Solution. All right. And so let me um, do one other quick commercial. Um, Let's see here. Hi, I'm Jody Susan with Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy based healing. It was amazing. At Tucson Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses, and we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food-as-medicine mindset. How Tucson Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food-as-medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. Yeah, so for those who are piping in and and don't know my story, um, uh, let's see, I've got my banner back here, but I was a bodybuilder, um, you know, spoiler, I used to have hostess cut pigs before a workout. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. So I was skinny but I was a fat, skinny person. And then I became obese because I was misdiagnosed and put on all these medications. I gained the first 50 pounds in two weeks and the rest of probably another couple of weeks later. So I was about a hundred so pounds overweight and then nearly died in 2013 after both parents, both my parents passed within 18 months. So the Mm -hmm. recipe for disaster was being on medications, eating poorly, and then the stress of the loss of both parents in an 18 month period um, put mm. me on disability for three and a half years. Wow. And then reversed all during that time frame, reversed all those conditions using plants and energy based healing, which is why I do this show. Um, that is, you know, so important to me. And I'm going to tell you something that I learned when I watched um, the docuseries The Truth About Cancer. I'm going to tell you, it's super important for me to eat organic, and it is important for most people to eat organic, but you can eat all the organic foods you want. But if you don't take care of what's going on between your ears, and I'm not talking Ooh. earwax, I'm talking yeah. your brain health. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might have earwax, it may stop you from being an active listener, but I'm just saying, <laughs> until you take care of your brain health, until you yeah. take care of the things that are holding you back, that are keeping you in chains, yes. you're still going to get cancer. Right. Because your thoughts create emotions and the energy of your emotions create the cancer. You got it. Darling. And that's why we're talking today about crucial conversations. Because the stress mostly comes from not being able to use your voice, not right. being able to use it in a way that you can be heard right? and you need to be heard, right? which also means you may, and I don't know who this message is for, because I just got it. You may need to modify how you speak 
so that you can be heard. Right. Because the days of you being quashed are over. So you have to choose to stop quashing yourself. You need to use your voice in a way. Now I'm going to, in a way that you can be heard. And I'm going to tell you from experience, personal experience, mine, not anybody else's, that when I first started using my voice, you know, I found my voice, I was pretty mean about it. Because mm. I, I had all this built up anger that over yeah. the years, yeah. yeah, over the years, I was like, wow, um, you know, I'm going to talk now. Yeah, no. So, but we all go through it. And we usually yeah. go through it that way. <laughs> well, I, I recently learned that throat cancer comes from swallowing anger. Yes, it does, Molly. You want Molly. to say something, but you swallow it, and it builds up the energy of the anger, and where it is in your throat and manifests as cancer. Yes, 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 yes. So people, use your voice. Find a way. And I know you're going to be angry at first when you do it. So I'm going to tell you, and I don't have them here in front of me. There's three oils that you want to use, and they're critical because when you smell the oil, you rub it uh, in your hand. Andrew, do you have it by your side? Do you have one? I thought you might. So um, we use it all the time. I mean, you think yeah. we don't have emotions? Spoiler, yes. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so you rub the, the oil in the palm of your hand, and you rub it together, and you just breathe in deep. And there's three oils, okay? The first one you're going to use is console because you need to handle the grief, right? Because you need to handle the grief. Okay. So if you're handling your grief, that means you're taking your brain out of fight or flight. Okay. This, so then you do that. You breathe in deep a few times. Andrew's going to demo. He's just going to go, you just go ahead and show people as I speak, please. Thank you. And the second oil you're going to use is forgive mm. because you're angry at others, but spoiler, you're angry at you too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're angry at yourself because you allow something to happen to you and or you're whatever. angry at yourself. Yeah, yeah. Or for whatever reason you're angry at yourself. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I had released, you know, um, so the people that know me, you know that I had a brother, still have a brother, but he's passed, um, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Stephen Susan, And he did some things that he shouldn't have done as a kid and even as an adult. And I forgave him completely. And I helped him with his passing. I helped him with his living when he was disabled. And then I forgot to forgive myself mm. for my loud mouth. Because I had a loud mouth. Because you were angry at all the years of having your voice repressed. Mm -hmm. So usually when people's behavior is is extreme, it's it's like a pendulum. You know, first you're one end and you swing back to the other end. So one extreme creates the other extreme on the opposite end. So you find often when people have been repressed or not allowed to speak, when they finally do speak out, it's extremely aggressive because mm -hmm. they're swinging back to that other extreme. And at some point you have to get to the middle. And you know, when a pendulum, like when a pendulum finally stops, it stops in the center. 
So that's where we have to get, we have to get to the point where we're in the center as opposed to one extreme or the other. And, and that means being able to honestly assess why we're doing what we're doing. What are we really feeling? Are we still holding anger? Are we still not forgiving? Are we still blaming ourselves? And all of those things are energy. There, there's a, the, um, an energy frequency for every emotion that we feel. And if it's something that's harming us, it's going to manifest as a physical malfunction in our bodies. Right. And so to help you, because this is not easy shifting, by the way. Okay. This is not, I'm, you know, I'm talking about it. Like, Oh, read the book, take your oils and you're done. No people. It's not easy. Okay. It's hard work. It's your, it's called shadow work, right? It's the inner work we do. So the third oil you use is peace. Mm. So peace. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mary. Uh, God, can't wait to see you again. Come out and visit yeah. us in Georgia, would you? Uh, <laughs> it's warm there. Yeah, it is warm. Uh, she's in Michigan, so a little oh, chillier. Yeah. Um, Cold states. So the um, uh, peace brings peace. I mean, just that simple. And if anybody needs these oils, I represent doTERRA. I'm going to tell you something. I do not require that you become a member. I don't require that you have to order every month or anything. What I do require is that you take control of your health. (laughs) So if you buy three oils and those are the only three oils you ever buy your entire life, God bless. You know, like I have no rules about this. Zero Mm -hmm. rules. Other, just, I want you to have health. I want you to have good emotional health and um you know console forgive and peace and then chair right so actually that's my favorite it's not a requirement but i love it and what's that last one called chair chair oh, oh, smells okay, like, like cookies ah chocolate chip cookies <laughs> wow yeah you diffuse it you got the names of them uh express the kind of emotion that you need to have if you're going to keep yourself calm and relaxed and at peace. That's that's what, that's what you need. It's it's actually something that's uh, helpful to even carry a couple of them in the car. You know, you, you get this Avoid people around rage. you on the highway, road raging around you, and you think, mm. calm down. What did you say, Joe? I said avoid avoid road rage. <laughs> think about that. What what is that? Somebody gets angry because you cut them off in traffic and they're ready to do violence. Now, what is the, what is the real thing that precipitate that overreaction somewhere in their life? They felt out of control. Well, it's it's a trigger. Yes. Well, it's a trigger Naima. Mm -hmm. And when here's what someone here needs to hear this. Okay. Again, I'm getting these downloads. Mm -hmm. So, so okay so whenever you got get triggered by something it's some unresolved issue from your childhood brought on by mom or dad or the person who raised you could be a grandma or grandpa or an aunt right or something Mm -hmm. so i'm hearing that someone needs to hear that like they haven't made that connection yet that that when we get triggered, it's an unresolved issue from our past. 
Yeah. And everything happens in childhood. That's where all the seeds are planted when you're young and then they grow to fruition as you get older. So that, that road rage, you know, somebody wanting to, to, to bang into your car or get out and, and smash your window with a hammer because you changed lanes in front of them or whatever little thing you did. What is it inside of them that, as you say, was unresolved? What, what unhealed wound did that trigger in them? Who are they really attacking? Because you're not attacking that other motive. They're attacking that other person that hurt them. And they got to figure out who that is. So like what? Andrew said, carrying the oils in the car is a really good thing. And Mary, Mary Luther says, oils help mute the emotional energies and amplify good energies or emotions. So I'm going to take that. That's a yes and, Mary. I want to take that to another level. So there's evidence, scientific evidence, that oils hold a frequency, just like plants hold a frequency. Yeah. And so when you're inhaling the, the oil, you're actually inhaling that frequency. Okay. Mm. Now they vibrate high. Yeah. Now a low vibration is around 51. Okay. Mm. Rose essential oil, which happens to be in console. Okay. Cause it takes the brain out of fight or flight. That one alone, um, is the frequency of love, which is 528. Mm. Now, interestingly enough, when you have bees that are humming around, buzzing around, Guess what frequency that is? Oh, is that? 528. Wow. Mm -hmm. And yet we're killing wow. our bees with glyphosate and all that Roundup. Wow. So we're actually literally killing the love of the planet. Wow. You know, I was trying to explain that to my gardener when he offered to spray my plants with pesticides. I'm like, no, no. You know, you're, I don't want death being spread around my yard and you know when people don't think of plants as having you know the life force energy that they have then they just think oh well this plant it's not a blade of grass so kill it you know, no no everything is adding to the frequency of the planet like you said we have to become more conscious of that as human beings i think you got a caller that i don't know if they they're changing their mind back and forth but on the switchboard, one, 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 one. So let me ask, let me, let me bring them on. I'll bring you on one, one, one. I didn't know what that was either. So let me try it. So hello, welcome to self cell care. Who's what's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Yeah. I, if you, I don't know if they, if they might, they might have their phone on mute. Like if maybe, maybe if they switched over the phone line. I'll give them a second. Are you coming on or no? Okay. All right. Just press one whenever you're ready to talk. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that too. I didn't know what to do with it, to be honest, because it seemed like a funky number. Um, well, I think usually that's like a, a, a magic jack number connected to the, and they might be calling uh, like from out of the country or something like that. The reason why they're calling thank through you. the internet. So, okay. So there's one other thing I want to mention about the frequencies of these oils. So, and, and dandelions and because of the pesticides, number one. So you apply the oils to your body, the oils eventually dissipate. The frequency stays. Mm. 
So you actually build the frequency in your body. Andrew and I both apply to our chest daily, a blend of specific oils to keep our frequency high. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right on our chest, over our heart. Right. And And that's important to be aware of the frequency that you hold. And for a lot of people who don't understand that, we speak of an energy frequency. It is everybody has a signature frequency of their identity. It's like your name. It's who you are. It's the energy mm-hmm. that is emanating from you. And it's it's made up of all the ingredients that make up you, your 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 experiences, your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings. All of that creates a frequency. And every experience affects your frequency, just like if you have a loving experience you're going to be emitting a loving frequency and people will feel it yeah it's like if you've been in a state of meditation or prayer people will feel the calmness in your energy and you will be able to calm them down with your with your presence because the energy that you're emitting if well, you have a negative experience somebody's just cussed you out or or robs you at gunpoint or whatever negative experience that creates disturbance in you you're going to be emitting that to everybody so being conscious of the frequency that you hold every day is crucial this is what we're giving to the planet not just to our immediate surroundings but it the 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 energy that we emit goes to far out distances just like when you drop a pedal in the in the in the ocean and the ripples go on and on and on and on yeah, no, I mean, that's that's one of the points in the in the book we're talking about crucial conversations about making it safe, how to make safe uh, to talk about anything, because mm-hmm. when things go wrong in a conversation, we usually think that it's because of the content in our message, but we, we, we so we begin to maybe water that down or avoid it, but really it's it's the energy and making a person feel safe. That's yeah. such an important thing to make sure, lower that energy down if you're bringing it or they're bringing it lower it down because um people need to know that you care about them or at least care about getting to a good resolutions um and they need to know that you respect them and the interest that you have their interest in mind as well because the instant they don't believe that uh, and it can take it can happen like this uh the safety breaks down silence and violence will follow and so you, you to restore that safety in the face of the silence or violence you have to restore that mutual purpose and mutual respect yes yes that's true and and you know i, I think of a, a conversation that i had recently uh with someone and we realized we were in a state of conflict okay we got one 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 pressing one again so maybe we can open their mic i guess they're ready to yeah, talk yeah now. let me try that now give me one sec so welcome to self self-care what's your name and where are you calling from Hello. Take your phone off mute if you if you have it on mute. One 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 one. That's what's appearing on our switchboard. I'm sorry. My name is Bob. I'm calling from Chicago. I had something to know You know, consciously, you connecting universally to what you put out there. I was having a discussion with a friend yesterday about people going to jail and that. If you watch television with the way they portray. The criminal always has the best life. He's got the best girls. He's got the best money. He's living happily. It seems like even the criminal is doing well. If you project that into your subconscious and you watch that, like that's what you want to do, 
And then you got these video games where they're, you know, like uh, Grand Theft Auto, and then next thing you know, you're carjacking. How does that affect you as an individual when you're t- partaking in that whole mentality versus versus something separate from traditional, like turn the television off, cut off the radio, go outside, let nature be your guide and give you some sort of universal connection. But in traditional world, everybody's looking at everybody on television. Oh, she looks cute. They got all these advertisements. Let me buy hair and make myself. Who says that's beauty? You mean to tell me advertisers determine who and what you are? Why? Because you don't have any self-esteem or because you don't know the value of universal love? Bob, spot on. Program. Spot on, yeah. Bob. Like, spot yeah. on. Yeah, I'm just saying, not only that, check this out. The people that you connect with in your life. I got friends that don't even watch television at all. They got a whole different vibe when you're talking to them, a whole different spirit when you're talking to them. They're not, their minds are not jumbled up by somebody giving them something to say. And you get a different spirit and feeling for them. We have to really be careful about who we're actually connecting with. Some people may be relatives, but who says they're better for you? Lastly, all of us need each other. The way they teach traditional society is this me, mine, I existence of, oh, look at what I have and what I've got. That is the worst way to live on this planet. It is no, we have to live a we, us, and our existence. If you don't do that, you're not even living. Okay, Bob. Two of my best friends you are made amazing. It the furthest in life committed suicide because wow. money alone doesn't suffice you. You're thinking just, oh, I got, do you know you can't take money with you? The most valuable things have no cost attached to it at all. How can you pay for faith? How can you pay for friendship? How can you pay for somebody to take the time to listen? Mm. In society, we too busy talking, everybody wants to compete. I know more than you. I'm smarter than you. All that is about the dumbest thing on the planet. Mm. What about unity where we we take information and then we both grow from the, the, the knowledge of both of us sharing our information and experience. Now I get to learn what you know plus some. And when you get with somebody else, you get like three times the learning. But if you do this all by myself mentality, you're just lonely and sad. Look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Even look at television. These people that are actors are supposed to be so famous and have so much money. Why don't they have wonderful lives? So, yeah. so I want to um, be careful. I want to address several of the things that you said. First of all, thank you very much for calling in, and thank you for sharing your insight. Um, you said we need one another, right? We us, you know, it has to be that mentality. I could not agree with you more. And I have my phone in my hand. Okay, um, you probably can't see it because you're on the the blog talk side. And so, what I'm going to tell you is. Apple, okay, came out with this new thing where you're either, and I can't get it to come up now, of course. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, so it's focus. So you have to choose what state you want to be in. Focus, driving, personal work, or sleep, and do not disturb. And so the the phone is automatically putting itself on do not disturb right Mm. and so people who are trying to connect with me this started during the pandemic okay wow Wow. and so you're so it's just another way 
to divide people and keep them separate because if we're separated, right, we're not as strong. That's so, right. So we That's have right. to be smarter than the average bear, right? <laughs> and start looking at where are we being divided? One of them is the TV all day long. Yes. Right? Andrew and I, you know, from time to time turn on the TV, but we're watching YouTube documentaries or we're watching birds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I look at, nature shows. That's what we do. You can, you can always choose what you want to come into your mind and into your home and create a frequency based on what it, what you choose to watch. Yeah. Well, Fagel and Tinkerbell are enamored with the bird show. Just because uh, which by the way I need to bring them in here. So I'll go do that in a second. But um and then you know I mean really I mean you just make some really good points about how we need to work together, you know, as a team while we're here. We come in alone, we leave alone, well with God. Um, and, and really while we're here, we're supposed to do things together as a team. And I think over the last two years, we kind of forgot about that because we got used to forced into isolation, forced into isolation program that that's how it's supposed to be. And then our phones started getting programmed to put us on do not disturb. Can't tell you how many phone calls I've missed. Wow. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Go ahead and carry on. I'm sure you both have stuff to say. I'm being called to get the girls. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, as as uh, Bob spoke about the things that we're uh, being, I guess, indoctrinated to do through the the uh, take the obsession with physical beauty. What is it that people are trying to get? They're trying to get the feeling of being accepted. They're trying to get the feeling of being loved. So everything that we buy, what really we're being marketed to believe is that this, if you buy this, this will give you the feeling that you want. You want the feeling of being loved. If you have this thing, then people will love you. If you look this way, people will love you. If you're driving this car, people will love you. If you live in this kind of home, people will love you. People are trying to get that feeling of being loved. And then, like like Bob says, of course, you you buy these things, but then you still don't get that feeling of being loved because it's not the things that bring you love. And people may use they they may look at you and and see that you have things, but that doesn't necessarily bring you love. So that's really why we are in this frenzy of consumerism and everything else. People are trying to buy things that will cause people to love them instead of just doing the things that will get people to love you, which is to love them. You know, if you give love, you'll receive it. So it's, it's, it's a lesson that some people never learn or some don't learn until they get all the way to the end of their lives. And then they realize it, but by then it's time to clock out. So ideally you should learn it somewhere in the course of your life where you finally figure out, Oh, love is free. Yeah, love I, is free. It's sometimes when people, you read about this and you and I have had, the same experience i'm sure when you have something pretty traumatic in your life and then people say well how does that make you feel and you say well i understood now i understand now what's really important in life yeah and sometimes it takes that you know the, the thing that really shocks you and brings you down to a whole new low level and you think gosh i can't get any lower than this 
and mm. they will say, was it really important to be on the Facebook? Was it really important to spend that money I didn't have on clothes? Was it really important to tell off that person who used to be a friend of mine now won't talk to me? Was mm. that really important? Uh, what are the what was buying that thing, like you said, the, the material objects, is that really important? Not really. It's really in the end, end, end of it, it's really not that important. Yes, yeah. Well, we're, we were talking earlier about the crucial conversations and when people do get kind of upset and and, and, and crazy. And then, so one of the things I remember the book talking about, because I read a couple of times myself, my place I used to work, we actually went through it chapter by chapter, which is important. Um, but how do, how do we listen? when other people are getting excited or blowing up on us. Um, because when we see other people going into that silence or violence, most of the, most of the stories over, um, we need to get back in dialogue with them and help them to share a path to action, what they talk about, how emotions, thoughts, and experience are leading to their actions. Um, we have to find a way to move others back to the facts, right? We, talk, we typically join them somewhere on that action they're taking. We don't, we don't, we, they, they walk into something, we don't know about their backstory and they show us their feelings, share their stories. We, know, we may not know what they actually observed. We know what they think. We don't know what others may have done. When others go to silence or violence, actively, we need to actively explore their path. With it. Exploring helps the others to move away from the harsh feelings and that knee-jerk reaction towards um, go towards the root causes of feelings and actions, like we've been talking about uh, this morning. This also helps um, curb our own defensive response. A lot of people get defensive. I know I do. I'm really trying to work on that. Uh, of when you feel like you're being attacked, right. rather than ask, "What is the worst and most personal way I can take this?" which leads to being defensive. We should ask, why would a reasonable, rational, and decent person think or feel this way? Which mm -hmm. is curiosity. It's hard to feel defensive and curious at the same time, right? So that, that's that's a good good uh, tip. Oh, that's smart. Um, yeah. Well, you it's know, when, when you feel defensive, defensive like you say, at the same time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and like you say, I know we got to go to break, but. Uh, like you say, when you feel defensive, it's, it's from being attacked. And again, you know, roots in childhood. If you've been raised by people who attacked you, criticized you, put you down, you, you're constantly trying to defend yourself. So when someone gives you that feeling, again, of being attacked, and they might not be intending to, but that feeling is so familiar, your automatic response is defense because you don't want to be attacked. And that's that's what a lot of people are going through because they've, had a childhood of attack and that plants the seed of defensiveness. And sometimes that's where it leads to the overreaction. Well, I know we got to go to break, uh, Joey. I am going to uh, play Beata's, uh... Hey, thank you. Hey, Tinkerbell. How are you? Tinkerbell. Hey, it's time hey. to take charge of your health. I'm Beata, your holistic life coach. And every Friday morning, at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your solution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purchase Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment 
to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom. Oh, that just went off fast. Okay. So uh, let me uh, run a couple more commercials here. Give me a second. Excited to announce that the BOD has been upgraded and we have new over the ears super comfy and safe headphones in blue for use with your BOD. Um, they are adjustable and you can set the maximum volume. Uh, they're fully compatible with all 3.5 millimeter audio outputs and they're lightweight. Um, we're so excited and they're so pretty. And in addition to that, we have a new carrying case. Um, it is a knobby stonewashed canvas zipper pouch featuring the textured woven cotton design with the raised word hello on the sentiment. Um, you will just love it. It's, um, like I said, it's zippered and it's ready for you. Susan Essentials leads you to wellness by giving you access to more than 20,000 sustainably produced nutritional products delivered direct to your door. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. All right, so I'm going to go back to what we were talking about with growth and what has to happen and show that video with the lobsters. So um, let me just uh, start that. About uh, the stress and how we have to look at stress, okay? And I think it's an important thing because uh, many people have told me from my lectures it's the one thing they remember, okay? I was sitting in a dentist's office and looked at an article that said, how do lobsters grow? Well, I don't care how lobsters grow, but I was interested in it. And it points out that a lobster is a soft, mushy animal that lives inside of a rigid shell. That rigid shell does not expand. Well, how can the lobster grow? Well, 
as the lobster grows, that shell becomes very confining. Right? And the kind of the lobster feels itself under pressure and uncomfortable. It goes under a rock formation to protect itself from predatory fish, casts off the shell and produces a new one. Well, eventually that shell becomes very uncomfortable as it grows, right? Back under the rocks. And the lobster repeats this numerous times. The stimulus for the lobster to be able to grow is that it feels uncomfortable. Right? Now, if lobsters had doctors, they would never grow because as soon as the lobster feels uncomfortable, goes to the doctor, gets a Valium, gets a Percocet, Percocet. feels fine, never gets off its shell. So I think that we have to realize is that we have to realize that times of stress are also times that are signals for growth. And if we use adversity properly, we can grow through adversity. Right. And so here's what I want to say. Um, you know, I've, I've been involved in the chiropractic community for most of my life because uh, my brother was a chiropractor. Um, and then when I started working for a different chiropractic office that had, they had like 30 offices or so. Um, she made a deposit. <laughs> oh, you think you're so funny. So anyway, what I uncovered is nobody really gets through life and rises up who hasn't gone through adversity. Absolutely. So if you think that you're getting through this life unscathed, think again. <laughs> well, you know, like he said, you have to know how to use adversity. Minister Plumpet said, well, things don't happen unless God wants. Well, we might think something adverse. Oh, that's bad. God wouldn't want that. But how do we grow unless we have these things happen? So all things that happen, nothing can happen unless it's God's will. So that means the things that are the what we think are good and the things that we think are bad because every time we go through adversity it forces us to grow even if we go through say something horrific like a war well what are we supposed to learn from that we're supposed to learn that we don't want war so what we want to do is learn how to have crucial conversations so that we can resolve the conflicts peacefully because war is painful and and it hurts a lot of people who aren't even involved in the conflict so we're supposed to learn how to resolve things without causing each other physical pain. We're supposed to learn how to listen to each other and empathize with each other so that we can make decisions so that everybody gets what they need. That's what we're supposed to learn through the adversity. Now, how long is it going to take us to learn this? Well, it's up to us. We got the free will to either learn it now or go through more pain. But ultimately, we're going to learn this lesson. I want to share something else, Naima. Thank you for that. And and because if you look at uh, we're, we're talking over the past hour and a half about how energy um, and how energy comes into into discussion, you don't know where it came from. And we that we go through through adversity, and everyone has adversity. Remember next time when, when you're saying to yourself, "I can't," or saying to your partner, "I can't believe that person said that," or "I can't believe that person wrote that." What were they thinking? Sometimes. They weren't thinking, mm. and they were, and then you got the history. What's ever happened to them? We've been talking about this to, this morning. What happened to them last hour? What happened to them as a child? You don't know all that history, and so when you ask why, how could a person be so insensitive? They don't even know that they're being insensitive. Right. They don't realize that, 
Um, Joe uses the phrase, we use the phrase a lot in our household, give them some grace, cut them grace, get cut them some slack because you don't know where the grace card, right? Yeah. It's important to to, to diffuse that and understand, have sympathy for a person's situation that you're not aware of. Right. Right. I mean, it's just like this, this Oscar situation, you know, Chris Rock, there he is, you know, he's trying to be funny. He's trying to be a comedian. He's not thinking, I'm saying this joke and it's hurtful or going to create a feeling of embarrassment. He's trying to get a laugh. Well, yeah, you get a laugh, but the person you're joking about isn't laughing. They're hurt. Right. So then you get a response from a person who loves that person and feels the that their responsibility is to make up for their hurt feelings. And so he's reacting, you know, and, and what's, you know, what's his impetus? Well, if I don't react, if I don't do something, then my wife will feel like I don't love her enough. I'm not strong enough of a man to, to defend her honor or to, to let it be known that, that, uh, that my feelings matter. So he's, he's being motivated by that. That is a great point. Did, did he really feel like he had to, to prove his love for her on the stage in front of all those people watching? Also, did he really feel like, if I don't defend her, she think I will love her? <laughs> that could be. But you know what? Now, a lot of people might not know Will's backstory, where his father used to beat up his mother. And he said in his book that just came out that he felt like he was a coward because he didn't, def- he didn't defend her. Okay. So he's been hearing that his whole life. That's his backstory. Oh, so that's, that's his backstory. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I I I didn't defend my mother, and now some man has publicly insulted my wife. I need to defend her, otherwise I'm going to have that same feeling of being a coward. And he may not even. That's back. That's his subconscious talking right, right. there. Right. Okay. Right. So Thank whenever you, you react, yeah, did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Really insightful, right? Really insightful. Yeah. So everybody's got a thing that is motivating them. And of course, if we could talk about those things and begin from a a, a belief that each person has a legitimate right to their feelings, like you say, we have to make it safe for us to talk about it. Not attacking people because of how they feel, but really creating a safe environment for them to be able to say, well, you know, I feared that I would have that feeling of being a coward. And maybe Chris's uh, feeling was, well, I, I, I wanted people to feel that I'm funny so that I can be asked to come back and, you know, present at the Oscar awards again. If I'm funny and I make people laugh, then that's what's going to get me the job again. So that's my motivation for what I did. Everybody's got a thing that they're trying to do to fulfill the need that they have. Yes, and, right, they, ah, okay, oh, I see. So she has something to say. Okay, do you, okay, so it's her, you know what she has to say. Go ahead, Andrew. What does she have to say? It's, it's her main line, it's her main Start with heart. Yes, thank you. Okay, so daddy said it. Okay, oh, there's something else. Okay, but don't bite me. Start with heart, yes. And what else? She says, stop being defensive. Because She says, listen. She says, defensiveness doesn't help anything. That just starts wars. And then she's saying, I'm listening. Oh, 
listen. <laughs> She, she says, be an active listener. She goes, because if you start with heart, choose to be an active listener instead of defending yourself. You may learn, you may grow, you may change your mind, you may not. But at least if you listen first and seek to understand, then you can choose. But right now, she says, you're making decisions without all the information. Right. Right. Now, Mary Luther... Can Mary speak? Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay. So she's biting me hard. Mary says competition. We learn it young. It's used to motivate and prove your worth. And she says it's not part of the fruit. So it's such a disruptor. Right. Yeah. I agree. And I want to add to this. I when um Andrew was speaking, I pulled ow, 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 ow. Um, I added this to the stream. It's a PDF and I'm going to, I've got it in the chat. Okay. So for those of you who are looking to get the book, ow, ow, ow. So for those of you, she has something to say, but it, we still have to give it a minute, honey. This is a, you know, a great PDF that will ask you questions to think through, you know, what you're reading and how it applies to you. So that's in the chat. Okay. I encourage people to get this on audible or some other kind of, uh, or Apple book, something that you can listen to in the car because, uh, it's, it's helpful. It's helpful for your family. It's helpful for, if you happen to be on the stage for the Academy Awards, it'll help you there. <laughs> all kinds of places and situations. And one of the things that the, the book also talks about that we're getting to is, we um we wanted to get to you know, that cool share, shared meeting and all that, but actually, and ultimately, you're going to get to action, right, Joe? Mm -hmm. Right, Naima? Because uh, if you don't take action, all the healthy talk in the world is right. not eventually lead to disappointment and hard feelings. That's that's true. You have to actually put it into action. And when we look at starting with the heart. It means not having the assumption that someone else's intention towards you is negative, hmm. but to realize they're responding to their own inner feelings. So if you start out with a conversation with someone and there's an opposing view, instead of thinking they meant to attack me or they meant to hurt me, think they're responding to a, a concern or fear that they have that they may be hurt or they may not be accepted. And that means being able to empathize with them, which means you have to be willing to listen and hear their point of view and not be just waiting for them to hurt and finish talking so you can tell your point of view and, and you can you know get your point across. Because that's a lot of times what our conversations end up being. We're not actively listening. We're not really trying to feel and empathize with their feeling. We're trying to be right. We're trying to win. You know, I want to show that I'm the one that's right and you're wrong. And I want you to apologize because you hurt me. You know, we get stuck there and, and, and it's an impasse because neither person is listening to the other person and neither person is feeling what the other person feels. So you can't get to that point of commonality because you're still in attack and defense mode. That's it. And it takes, it takes realization for us to know that there's something in us that we are still defending the reason why we can't listen to that other person. We're still hurt from, you know, grandma saying we're stupid or whatever it is that we're stuck on. 
So we have to be able to let that go and actually put ourselves in the other person's position, not seeing them as meaning to hurt or meaning to injure or meaning to attack, but understanding that they're responding to something in their lives. And when we can really reach that point of commonality, then we can hear, then we can feel, then we can have a crucial conversation and really resolve the conflict. Is that right, Fagula? Andrew, what do you think? I agree with Flame for sure. And and it's um when you you put it all together, um what was I gonna say? If um if you so if you don't take action, like I said, all like we were saying, all the healthy talk in the world is gonna go nowhere. Um we always agree when and so we need to have dialogues and then and kind of go back to safety. Make one of the things that Jody and I talk about a lot in situations is psychological safety. Make a person feel safe, feel that they have a safe environment to talk in or to act in. Uh, even if it's something that you may think personally, this is trivial, or of course they must feel safe. Say, explain what you're going to do or explain where the conversation is going. Explain what you, what your intentions are up front. That's one way of, um, you can give a, I how they say it in, in crucial conversations, but a, um, a contrasting statement. Um, I don't want this, uh, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, or I, I only, I want the best intentions for, for what's happening uh, with your friend. And I want to talk about these things. Uh, so there's a yes and, Jody and I use that a lot. Yes, I agree with what you're saying, Jody. And I have something else to add. Find mm -hmm. the person right, give them safety, and then go on to, to make some points you want to make. Right. So to give people tools. So thank you, Andrew, to give people tools because conversations we look, I was in therapy for like five years. Well, I was in way longer than that, but with Dr. Michelle Kukla, and this is one of the tools that she gave me. Okay. It's called desk D E S C. This is a really great tool. It's a one pager. I'm going to put it in the thread. D decide, uh, uh, means describe. Describe the behavior situation as completely and objectively as possible, just the facts. Jerry, the last project we worked on, I did all of the setup for the presentation by myself and it took me almost an hour, right? Express. Express your feelings or thoughts about the behavior or situation and try phrasing your statements using an I statement, not a you statement. If you use a you statement, it'll put someone on defensive mode. Then S, specify what behavior or outcome you prefer to happen. You know, next time I would prefer to work together on the setup together, right? And then the consequences. Now, this is really important, people. The consequences aren't always bad. What we're telling people to do here is the specify the consequences if we if you do this, both the positive and the negative, right? So the you know this way we can complete the setup in less time, giving us both a chance to gather our thoughts before we do the presentation. 
So that's a positive. Now, if it doesn't happen, that give them the negative too. So if it doesn't happen that way, right, then we're less prepared for the meeting. We don't uh, make as as great of an impact, you know, like kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Being able to help people see what are the benefits of what you're suggesting, what are the alternatives if you're not able to, you know, follow the suggestions. And then it, as, as you said, it takes it out of the realm of accusing somebody, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you should have done that. Because then that brings the person back to defense because they're being attacked. And it, it's so hard to get out of that habit because most of us were raised in that attack mode, you know, and, and parents, they do that because they don't know how to guide and teach a child without attack because that's how most of them were raised. How so if the, yeah. if the way we were raised is to keep us in a state of fear of being punished if we didn't do something, mm -hmm. then that becomes a way that we think. That's the, becomes the way we live. Everything is fear. If I don't do this, then I'm going to be made to feel bad. If I don't do this, I'm going to be given physical pain. I mean, that's that's the foundation of too many of our lives. So if that if, if that's the pattern that's been set, everything is reacting to fear. If I don't do this, then that will happen. And and there's a way in in creating a safe environment to be able to discuss you know, the pros and cons or the consequences and, and, and desired things we'd like, there's a way to do it without making a person feel like if if you do something wrong, you're going to be attacked, you're going to be made to feel bad, you won't be loved. Because that's the fear that most of us grew up with. If I don't do this, I'm not going to get any love. Mm -hmm. And that's really the, the at the core of every being is the, the, the desire, the need for love. Right. So we have six minutes before we close. Yeah. What would you, um, Andrew, what would you like to share? What's your favorite part about crucial conversations? What's your biggest takeaway? What's most important for you to have people here? Or if it's not crucial conversation, something you've learned within. Sorry. It's all right. Crucial conversations is good. So there it's it comes down and it's not a quote out of the book but it comes down to what uh, i do in business as well you need to look at the other person's perspective you can't look at it from yours only so what is it if you're in sales or you're in business development and you're going to try to propose something to somebody else you'll say how is this going to you certainly know how it's going to benefit you more clients more money whatever it is how is it going to benefit this person and how, how is what how is the product or the service or the advice I'm giving going to benefit them? It, it's the old adage: put yourself in their shoes. And so, when you're having crucial conversations, it's a similar type of thing. You need to have empathy. You need to find common ground, common values. They call it a shared pool. That's their term. How do we get together for the shared pool so that Jody wins, Naomi wins, and Andrew wins all at the same time? I don't even like the word winning. We all get what we want. And as we, as Naima spoke of earlier, we may not get all of what we want, and that's okay. Maybe uh, even if it's a step in a direction. Okay. So, and I thank you, Jody, for sharing this. I acknowledge that. 
Uh, I know I can get better on that. You make some progress along the way towards whatever goal that you or she together want to accomplish. So make some progress along the way through your conversation. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if we look at what's in it for the other person, just like you say in sales, you know, the whole thing is I got to make the sale, I got to make the sale, and then you keep trying to push something at somebody. Well, they'll feel that your interest really isn't for them, it's for yourself. But if you really seriously feel that what you're presenting to them is for their highest good, then your presentation will also be one that doesn't feel pressurized, like, well, if you don't get this, I'm going to be mad at you. But like, well, if you don't get this, you know, well, you may still suffer with the the physical symptoms that you're having. And, and you know, I, I don't like seeing you suffering like that. I would like to help you feel better, but it's your choice. You know, if you, if you try this product, it can alleviate the discomfort that you're having. Uh, but if you don't feel comfortable trying it, well, then take your time and think about it. And then that way you're not, you're not coming from a point of view of, I must win. I must get what I want. And you're actually considering that other person's maybe hesitancy, maybe fears of, of a bad reaction, of, of, of taking some new product. So it's all of those things. Everything that we do when we want somebody to do something, we want them to, to give us something. We do always have to look at what, uh, what is their point of view and really care about their point of view, really care about them. Everything starts with love. If you really care about the other person, you can resolve any conflict. And that's really, as, as our bird friend says, really you have to start with the heart. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, I want to touch on one thing that you said, because I think it's so important. And, you know, we'll try to end the show on that. We don't have to, but um, pain. So if you're not, if you're continually living in the same frequency of anger or frequency of resentment or the frequency of disappointment. 90 seconds. A lot of times it shows up as pain. Yes. And so if you can't get rid of that pain, focus on the frequency. And if you want to learn about how to do that, my number for a free consultation is down below. Um, you, you just go to the website or email me. If you go to the, um, um, website, there's a, you know, a big button on the front. It says, you know, free consultation. Just click that. 60 seconds. And, um, we can help you better understand, but you have to lose the frequency if you want to lose the pain. Yes. And we're having, uh, frequency issues right here. Because uh, Fagel is in an upset, and her energy shifting the energy of the of the technology here. Uh huh. So you have to figure out what it, what it is that that she's feeling and, and why why is she under anxiety? She Something may have happened anxiety. that you didn't see. Mm -hmm. She is under anxiety, and, and I will have to figure that out. But can't do that in the middle of the show, unfortunately. Yeah. So we feel you, Fagel. <laughs> well, she's loved. She could be in pain. Um, I think it's emotional pain. Ten seconds. Oh, and here she comes down below at my feet. Okay. <laughs> so 
Um, I, I, so the blog talk, it's going to run its own or not. Do I have to run that to do the, yeah, yeah, you have to hit the button. Yeah. So good to talk to both of you. And yeah. else Thank you for joining us, Andrew. Thank you <laughs> both. I'm so grateful. I'm making that low so we can chit chat. Yes. Well, thank you to all the listeners for joining in on our conversation today. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Mary Luther, uh, Vietta Robinson. Thank you, Zelda Robinson, our Monday morning show host. Vietta's on Fridays and Sundays. Thank you, Bob, for calling in. Thank you, our minister. I forgot his first name. Plump. And so, um, yeah, we're just really grateful every, for everyone tuning in. Um, however, you chose to tune in. Absolutely, wonderful. Yes. Well, you know, this is the work that we do. We're raising the frequency of planet Earth. Just the words of our conversation is having an impact because we're adding a positive vibration. On behalf of our team of radio, I'm really grateful. We should probably have Mary on the show. Yeah, should probably have Mary on the show. She's just that insightful. She's she's a bright light. Um, that is wonderful. And this is the time to shine our light because there's so many people who can't quite see their way. And, and there are no bad people. There are no evil people. They there are no unrighteous people. But there are people who may not have the light to see and so that's why we're here to shine the light so they can see the way and it looks like we had another caller on the line uh 773-263 we're so sorry we didn't get to you today um tomorrow call in tomorrow does naima show or, or if it's unique you can also uh to what i had to say if it's really important you have a question for me you can um email me at jody at susanessentials.com or text me at 847-738-0242 all right, right. All right. tomorrow we'll be talking about the school the lessons the actual curriculum that's going to be promoted and uh, nice been created by the HWPL, Global Peace Organization, which stands for Heavenly Culture, World Peace, Restoration of Light. Nice. All right. I'm going to play my uh, my ending. There we go. And we're saying goodbye. Thank you for using Blog Talk.